Kevin McDermott. And we're performers at the CT Comedy Theater in Hartford, Connecticut. Uh, while our physical theater is shut down due to the pandemic, we're excited to bring our show Little Worry, Big Worry to you in this digital space. On each episode of Little Worry, Big Worry, we're joined by a very funny guest to talk about what we're worried about, the little silly things and some bigger personal fears. We talk things over, break it all down, and hopefully by the end, we feel a little less worried. Kevin, how are you doing? <laughs> Casey Grambo, I'm great. How are you doing? You know, I'm good. I'm, I've nice. caught the spring fever, man. Oh, God. It's amazing. 60 degrees today, 60 tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just feel so much better. I uh, took your advice and went for a walk down by the river, the Connecticut River, very nice. Um, I had never walked across Founders Bridge before. Um, mm-hmm. I was, is it Founders Bridge? That's what yeah. it is, right? Yeah. And I was like pretty, like for some reason I was like, it's going to be scary. It's on the highway. It's not scary. It's literally so serene. It's a very wide promenade. Between... It's a promenade. I yeah. could have had multiple hoop skirts and would have been, compl- I'd have oh. plenty of with all Space. of your bows and suitors following you, you could have taken up the entire promenade. Yes. Yeah. A, um, a, per, uh, um, what is it called? Stampede of suitors. Yeah. Um, it, that is an awesome walkway. And during pre-pandemic times when lunch hour for like travelers and uh, the Phoenix and all the uh, insurance companies down there is packed with people um, on, yeah. a, on a nice day. So you had a nice, you had a nice stroll though along. Super nice stroll, very nice. into it. Um, I will say the Hartford side path does go, I think a little longer. If I actually, I feel like I walked the whole thing and I was like, okay, I think I, I did the whole thing. Um, the, the Hartford side's like woodsy in a way, but I will say the yeah. East Hartford side is like very nice. Lots yeah. of art, lots of nice I- benches. I love it. Did you see the giant latticework horse? I did. And I took a picture yeah. of it and sent it to my mom, who's a horse girl. Awesome. It's so weird and perfect. And I love it right along the river there. There's maybe it's like 15 or 18 feet tall. It's huge mungus. Yeah. Not to say a word most people hate, but I huge mungus comes to mind. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, it's awesome. I'm glad. Thank you for. Uh, that was great. I think you, I'm going to do it more. Good. Oh, that's thank awesome. you. No, you can thank me for listening to you. I could have not. Thank done you it. for listening to my advice. That's <laughs> I'm so yeah. That's not what you're supposed to say. Uh, but no, Riverfront Recapture <laughs> was actually what I recommended. Uh, and walking along the uh, the promenade there. So that's that's awesome. It's connected to your suggestion uh, of suggesting something good last week of the book mm-hmm. How to Do Nothing, which I loved. I'm like halfway through it. Um, I had some time and I tore through the first like 60 to 70 pages. Um, don't have as much time, but I can't wait to get back to it because that talks about getting out of the internet and technology connected obsessions of our lives and getting out to nature, which is wonderful. Absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad you're enjoying it. I thought it was really good and I'm glad that you charged ahead because yeah, it is kind of dense. So when you find the energy, um, I, look forward to you get the second half because it it brings it home nice well i better if it doesn't tie it all up i'm gonna burn the book 
throw oh, it into the Connecticut River. God, yeah, I will throw it in the Connecticut River, and I, I'll actually throw it off the promenade and shoot it with my <laughs> musket, my my barrel loaded musket gun. There's a lot from of the Colt Armory, in the just down, primarily yeah. related to shooting guns or books off of a bridge. Um, all right. Speaking of promenading and just in general being uh, fabulous and out on the town. Uh, joining us today is a Connecticut-based improviser and comedian. He's performed improv in San Francisco, Los Angeles, and all along the East Coast. He currently teaches and performs improv comedy at the CT Comedy Theater. Please welcome our guest, Daniel Davidson. Yay! Oh, here I come. Hi, guys. <laughs> Hi, Daniel. Thank you for having me. Oh, my God, yeah. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Casey. Hi. 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 I'm, gonna, I'm really going to try to focus straight ahead. Oh. I never know where to look. I'm like, I don't know where my eyes should be. I know. But then I just am like, my eyes look weird. So that's fine. <laughs> you know what doesn't look weird, Daniel? Is this your lovely corner of your home? It's chic. This is a virtual background. Yeah, none, of this is, this, none of this is here. <laughs> Uh, this if, you, if if this if this virtual background were not here, you would your mouths would both be just agape <laughs> the entire time, wondering if you should send help. But Is this, that couch made entirely of Wendy's wrappers? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, well, we're thrilled to have you on, Daniel. There's there's so much to get into. Should we? hop right into some little worries i'm ready and i'm right. up uh in our Heaven's rotation up. yeah uh we casey and i rotate and and it is my uh turn up at bat for the little worry and i i've been thinking about this a lot lately my little worry um i am worried that i am uh becoming an old man very quickly um and Really, this is manifesting just in very specific, uh, very clearly identifiable old man behaviors. Um, I'll detail just a couple, and then I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. Um, I, I now must deeply tuck my shirt into my pants. I need to undo well, my belt. <laughs> was it a general uh, scary motion? Deeply yeah. tucked something. Not that there's no problem in it, but I was like, what? <laughs> and the hand motion just uh, for those Sorry, listening. <laughs> yeah, no judgment. Listen. I was like, is this something that happens to old men? <laughs> um, well, I, I don't know. I, I'm interested if these, maybe I'm misassociating these behaviors with old men, but I, I have to. Shirt. But while undoing my belt, like open and like deep, deep tuck, because any wind underneath my shirt really irritates me now. Um, I like, um, I listen to uh, Prairie Home Companion. Is there anything more old than that? I mean, Garrison Keeler's problematic weirdo ness aside, just his old program. Yeah, you're listening to archival Prairie Home Companion. That's yeah, it's old. It's old, right? Um other things like I this winter I made my own walking sticks. And I just I'm turning into a elderly gentleman, like a 65 to 75 year old older gentleman, I feel like. Made your own. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I was I was wholly invested in it. What'd you say, Daniel? I want to know. No, I was I was just wondering if you're leaving space to grow. <laughs> I'm because leaving space to 65. I'm pretty sure. No, I'm not. I'm in my early 40s and um just I find that the things that I like, I associate with like old old I don't and this isn't an anti age podcast i'm not uh no i don't know this podcast stands for aging and dying we are age positive all ages um but yeah just my own behavior i guess is what i'm really worried about because i'm just doing these old old man things i have for many years had a daily pillbox like a a uh, all my daily medications and vitamins and supplements and stuff that i take divided into daily pill little push button door opens i take my daily pills that's what an 80 year old does i i don't know maybe not i mean is this am i am i off base on this i feel like i mean it's pretty old man i mean like it's, yeah, I, it's, I, these are all things to... my grandpa does um <laughs> all and... things my grandpa does that's <laughs> Oh, and I, uh, you know, he's he's lovely. I I wouldn't. I think it's nice. Uh, the wind on your not wanting wind on you. I mean, I took my shirts in to like keep my stomach away from my pants, like not to keep the wind, <laughs> like not to keep the wind off my stomach. I mean, or to like show off my waist, but like to keep the wind off your stomach. I feel like there's a if a gust gets underneath my shirt when it is unsecured, uh, it's very it's very disquieting. Daniel, you seem concerned. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm trying. I'm just you and Kevin come at me at totally different times, so I'm I'm like I'm fa- I'm I'm listening to your responses. Um, oh no! Like th- this is like the timing of our sound. A little bit, yeah, a little bit. It's a little okay. confusing, but. I'm fo- I'm follow- I'm following it. I mean, I keep a pill case. Oh. I think that's just being responsible for your health. Um, and the walking stick. This is. I'm gonna say this is just a pandemic hobby for you. Oh, oh, I like this framing of it, Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. I- have you only aged in the pandemic? Mm, I think it predates the pandemic, but it's definitely accelerated. So I, I like where Daniel's head is at. On it, it was a lot of boredom, um, but even before the pandemic, I had a fi- I have and had a favorite meteorologist. So I, like on on NBC Four, if Bob Maxson isn't on in the mornings, I'm my my day is a little off kilter. If it's you know Darren Sweeney or that. Goddamn Ryan Hanrahan. Like, I, I'm just like, these aren't my guys. I, I want my meteorologist. And that's what a 70-year-old person would say. I, I mean, I've had a similar worry. Not, I don't think I do super old person things, maybe quite so much as you clearly do. Um, <laughs> but I, um, but I'm, I'm very cranky. I'm very cranky. I'd very, and I get, um, I get cranky at small things. And I, and I, it occurs to me sometimes like this is only going to get worse. Uh, <laughs> and if, if this is where I'm at at whatever age I am now, I can only imagine what it will be in the future. But 
what what makes me feel better is that I my parents are much less cranky than they used to be, and they are quite mm. elderly, and they are very easygoing. I mean, almost nothing seems to phase them in their old age. So I'm hoping maybe I will actually chill out. So you feel like there's a curve of like in middle life, they reached peak crankiness and then have kind of are on the backside of crankiness now? I could be right. It probably is a bell curve. I think that's mm. right. Everyone has that cranky bell curve. Cause I mean, <laughs> I think that there's a, you know, you, when you're cranky, cause I also am cranky. I was a very cranky college student, which I think was very unusual. Mm. Um, I went through a big cranky phase from 18 to 22. And... Listen, we all experiment with crankiness in college, Casey. <laughs> Everyone tries it on, sees like, you know, how it fits. It's no big deal. It didn't fit well um, because, you know, you, I think there's an immediate reaction or like some, some sort of oscillation, whether it's, you know, you know, over the course of a life. And then there, I'm sure there's many ones where you're like, I am just intolerable. <laughs> but I never feel that about other people who are cranky, but I think cr cranky recognizes cranky in others and there's empathy. Daniel, what have you been cranky about recently? Has there been anything that's really set you off that you can remember? Oh, everything. I mean, it's, it's pretty much everything. Um, it's, it's like little, I, I think it's a, it's like a loss of a sense of control. That's usually what it comes from for me. Um, so I was, uh, I was mentioning to you guys that I have, I made a website last year, right around this time thinking, I'm not totally sure what, but, um, uh, and, and it was coming up, you know, and it's $150 or something to renew and blah, blah, blah. And I thought, why? I mean, for, to what end? And um, so I specifically went on the website and I was like, do not auto renew. And then <clears throat> it did, or at least part of it did, you know, like the, the domain name did, but not the hosting or, or something. Of course. And so, so, so I saw it pop up um, on, you know, on my, my phone tells me every time I get a charge on my credit card, it pop, I got a notification. And I, and this was a morning in which I started out by meditating. Then I did like a stretchy yoga session. And then this thing popped up on my phone and it was as if I had been like, none of that had happened. I just was livid. <laughs> I, I mean, why? I miss you so much. I miss people who get <laughs> mad about shit because it's like, this shouldn't have happened. I fucking, sorry, this doesn't matter if I swear, but I took care of this and it shouldn't have happened. And then it happened. And it's like, why do I exist if what I do gets undone by idiots? <laughs> that is While I'm in down dog. God damn it. <laughs> Basically. I love that it just yeah. exploded your Zen, like exploded any notion of calm that you had cultivated just destroyed it so funny holy crap <laughs> daniel i am relieved and i thank you for um that perspective on the walking cyst because i think you're you're dead on on that i was like i am so bored i need something a project to do and i, I don't even remember what the catalyst was but i was like no oh, walking sticks cool and they were fun and they turned out nicely and then i made one with my son he was like oh those look cool and it's a super easy woodworking project so anyway that that was it 
Um, the pillbox. I'm psyched that you have a a pillbox. Are you generally like just healthy and you like uh, the the self care in that realm? I guess it depends on your view of pills, whether they are healthy or or the opposite. We are a pro pill, um, pro aging, pro pill podcast. Yeah. And listen, if Daniel has a, you know, a pill pocket holder for not pill pocket, it's for cats, um, a pill holster for his psychedelics, then that so be it. And you can not, you subscribe to our Patreon. We have a branded little worry, big worry pill uh, distributor case. Actually, yeah, check the um, Daniel just auto renewed the domain name for our uh, merch website. It's DanielDavidson.com. Uh, you can get all of our your... merch. What is your view on pills, Daniel? I'm I'm very curious to know now. I've been well. I've been trying to to keep it in check. I, I grew up in a very vitamin friendly family. My parents take a lot of vitamins, and they're living quite to a, quite an old age. But um, but there's not a lot of science behind taking a, a ton of vitamins. And so I will go through fad things here and there. And then realize because it doesn't seem like that much money, you know what's fifteen dollars if I'm going to live like four years longer, or something. <laughs> right? But then I think, well, what you know, it's fifteen dollars, and you know, and then I I could spend that on like something I enjoy or something like legitimately healthy, maybe. <laughs> this has been vitamin so talk. Uh, check, I'm but... a little worried, big worry. Oh, you try to keep it in check. <laughs> it's so funny. I've had like a, a well. First of all, my vitamin experience is. It's so funny, like vitamin friendly. My family was vitamin friendly too, but like in like such like a it, like it was such like a goofy way. My dad would come downstairs every morning. He'd get ready for work earlier than everyone else, and then he'd be out the door. But he would leave three Flintstone vitamins on the counter, and we when we walked by the counter, we had to pick up our Flintstone vitamin and eat it. Like while we walked out the door to go to school, and I will say. A, a, a candy in the morning like yeah. heck yeah um but a, a chalk a chalky fruity candy <laughs> basically a bite of tums but the, <laughs> bite of tums. but the um uh, the thing that's been uh i mean i'm only going to say this out loud because maybe someone else is also struggling with this too is i have a medication where i have to take it on an empty stomach but in order to take vitamins of certain certain kinds of vitamins you have to take it on a having eaten something so to split the difference i end up taking like women's vita gummies so that like those don't actually make you puke when you eat them on an empty stomach and i realize i'm you know kind of backwards doing the my medication but i figure two tiny vita gummies are not going to mess up my metabolism so anyway i have a whole day i have a whole choreography of my pills as well <laughs> get a pill box Daniel and I endorse it, and um, they're they're Absolutely. they're not just for old people anymore. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Well, Kevin, yeah, I don't think you're that old. I think you're okay. I think okay. both of you are. You know, I mean, the deep tuck, I do it too, but okay. Um, your intent behind it. That's really scary. <laughs> I don't know what this. I was like, what is happening right now? <laughs> It was deep tuck, wooden sticks, your pills, and then um, your meteorologist. Nate's got a favorite meteorologist, meteorologist yeah. so I think you're okay. 
Well, I will offer because I think it might segue. Sorry, I think it might segue into Daniel's uh, little worry as well. Involuntary flatulence. Like, just I will um, toot. Involuntary? You just like uh, it happens, and you're like, no, I mean, like, I listen. A young man's game is like the targeted, like, just like deliberate flatulence. I feel like old man's game is just involuntary, unwitting flatulence. You know, whenever, and I'm there. <laughs> oh my god, that's disgusting. I mean. We're going to go into this next little worry, but Daniel, I just want to make sure that you say everything you wanted to say before we move on. Oh, what was I saying? I was just going to say there's room to grow on the vitamin because there's two, there's two a day and three a day mm. pill cases. So you've got, you've got room to grow. I That's amazing. That idea. I'm, yeah. I'm on like the U S bus, but you're saying that there's like a double decker, like UK bus and a triple decker bus that I can get on. Yeah, for exactly for, for like Northern Africa or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. All right. Well, you know, Kevin may have buried Lee, but Dana, we got to know what's going on. What's your little worry? Oh, my. Well, I think Kevin was trying to segue for us. My little worry um, is just farting. Mm -hmm. You know, I, mm -hmm. it, it um, I didn't realize. I, well, I mean, I. I I worry about, um, you know, making a bad impression on people, bothering them, upsetting them, <laughs> um, mostly just embarrassing myself. I had a very bad fart one time in a, in a college class. I mean, really was accidental and um, very loud. And it was like a seminar. I mean, this was not like a lecture <laughs> hall. Um, and I think I made some kind of like a nutty professor reference, which was not super outdated at the time, but a little <laughs> bit already. Um, what was and, the reaction of your classmates? Were the attention? What was the reaction of your classmates? Did they uh, <laughs> laugh or were they mortified? To the fart or the joke? To both. Um, I think they were. Um, yeah, I think I think I think I handled it better than I. I can't even think of a better way to handle it because it went from like <laughs> to like to sort of awkward, but like awkward laughter, but like appreciative that I'd, yeah, it was strange. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's nothing that an Eddie Murphy impression won't soothe. Yeah, you, know, you just smooth it right over. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God. So, yeah, I mean, I identify with this. I mean, I feel like there's a lot of anxiety. I feel like about there's so many things that are like taboo to do that are like body related, you know, that, that are not like necessarily like inappropriate, but like just things it's like people are like, oh my God, you burped. You're, you know, you're carrying a tampon in the office. Like you farted in public. It's just like, it's like we all you're on do the it. promenade, you farted. Oh my. We're out here strolling with our bows and you passing wind on the promenade. 
but I I feel like uh, there have been times where I've hurt physically hurt my body holding in farts in classrooms like the amount of like internal damage that's happened like in classrooms to poor little you know gastrointestinal systems is insane like do you feel like you hurt yourself like trying not to um yeah it becomes uncomfortable when you really like hold it in and then and then sometimes it's too late you know then you're like okay hold it in during the movie and then like okay right after the movie ends but by then it's like too late you've just the damage has been done and you're just you feel lousy right it's diffused into your body no you are a fart (laughs) (laughs) you've you've absorbed it into your lungs that's how the body works so yeah it goes into your bloodstream and then travels throughout your whole system oh god so has it been has it been a relief being like alone? Just two oh, yeah. all day? Yeah. I do. I absolutely do. Um it feels good. I mean, you know, I've certainly I've been in relationships where where farting was acceptable or at least um you know, haha. It was like sort of haha like there he goes again. But um <laughs> But it, it wasn't going to threaten him. Marty McDaniel. No. Oh, boy. <laughs> there, there he goes there again. He is cr- <laughs> He's sitting there whittling my walking stick. Uh, well, you know, I eat, a, I eat a largely vegetarian diet. You're and, very um, healthy. You know, it just it, it, it does what it does. But it's nice. Yeah, it's nice to not worry about it. Um, one of the many perks being home alone in my house for 13 months i i have two kids and daniel my worry is that they love uh farting too much um i mean all most kids and most people still it's a humorous uh thing the tension that it breaks i'm sure everybody in your class actually thought it was pretty funny that you ripped in class um my kids love like and they love now um making their farts as loud as possible um so they're and they're getting pretty good at it and i i'm very proud very very proud my wife is mortified i feel like farts are so like like this there's such a like torch like they're tortured like it's it's ridiculous to think about that way but it's just like you know there, there's something to be said about a well-timed fart that doesn't cause pain for the person or like the community, like who's smelling it. Like, if a fart could be just a noise, like we would be so blessed. But the fact of the matter is, is that methane's part of this equation, and it's, it can be really mortifying. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Has Daniel, has your pandemic uh, existence been, I mean, have you really, are you just like walking in tall cotton as far as uh, your flatulence level goes? I do not know that expression, but I like it. Um, walking in tall cotton. Uh, uh, it, 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 it's not uh, overwhelming me. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, and 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 what's really i mean it's one of the pleasures of uh you haven't noticed i've i've muted and unmuted myself a number of times <laughs> already but it's it's a it's a nice idea you know if you because you can't smell across um you know the cameras um so when you take out the sound i mean it almost didn't happen 
It's true. It's very much a if if a man farts in the woods and nobody heard it, did it really happen kind of situation. Yeah. If Daniel rips ass on Zoom, did it smell? That's what. <laughs> I, I to, go ahead. Uh, well, working outdoors, it's a huge blessing. Um, you just it, this is not a concern of mine at all, and I empathize with the office worker. Um, I empathize with the closed quarters uh, office mates. I work out of doors and can just take do whatever I need. Really, there's so many things I want to say about just the fart etiquette in my house that like, I just, I, I just can't, I just feel like I can't say it. Like I just can't say it. There's, there's you can't some trade Nate's uh, confidence uh, on, on how you both uh, have agreed upon managing. Yeah. Black. There's just some things yeah. that are just between people who are in love. Sure. And sure. I will say though, that there are many times where I will run into other rooms and just Fart and then come back into a room. Um, anyway, Casey, Casey, say no more. Come on, this, you're already divulging. No, that's. It's not that it's embarrassing. It's mostly just if I got to, I just we have. To, I think we have to move on because I'm feeling compelled. Like I'm feeling compelled to share, and I feel like if I do, there's no going back. <laughs> I, I will say, Daniel, we all worry about flatulence. So thank you for sharing your worry. And just getting it out there, honestly, because the people, they care about it. It's not always funny. Farts aren't always funny. Okay. Um. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the support. Uh, I appreciate it. I, I hope you'll stand up for me the next time we're live in person and I fart backstage right before show, which I usually do. And, um, and people are bothered. I'm pointing fingers. I will stand up for you. That is legitimately, like, I feel like I now will be more empathetic. I mean, in the green room, it's like farts are falling off of the walls. So I, if you're feeling self-conscious about farting in the green room. What are like, you going to say? I will, I'll try to do it in the hallway. I won't do it right in the green room. The hallway, like right as we're about to just in transit. You want to yeah. leave it and go. I like entering from the wings and just crop dusting the audience, like right, right past the audience. So when I go on stage and they're just like, what is, what is that? <laughs> Clap. Okay. All right. Sorry. We can move on All right. to my big worry all right you guys there's lots of things to be worried about i uh, just want to frame our big worries for our audience a little bit we know that there are huge things in our world to be worried about but on little worry big worry we talk about stuff that's super personal super related to us and not something that's universal so uh just wanted to frame that and share that you guys i'm worried that i'm addicted to spending money whoa whoa have you been on a binge lately casey what's, what's just happening? for 31 years i mean <laughs> uh i will say and that and then i definitely want to hear what other people think about 
this because it I know it may not be like universal, but it's certainly relatable. Um, the I also feel like I'm addicted to just going and doing some things, and that doing things is kind of related to like spending money. Like mm-hmm. I want to go get a coffee so that I can like go do something and then like come back. And I'm I'm not doing that all the time. Sometimes I'll do it, but then it's like I'm sitting in my house and I'm like, I wonder what people have put online consignment. I uh I I really could use a pair of shoes I don't need, and and I'm just scrolling, scrolling, liking things, but like bargaining with people about consignment stuff that I don't need. And now I'm like, oh, hmm, okay. Now I'm I'm preparing for Nate and I's wedding, which is coming up in June, God willing. Uh, and now I just get to spend money like a, just wildly. I'm like DJ hair, <laughs> you know, bus. <laughs> like, I'm just like, yeah, like it's like absolutely intoxicating. It's very exciting. And it sounds um, Casey, it sounds like you like the whole process too. Like you're talking about kind of like finding and bargaining and then, and then pulling the trigger. And like, there's, I mean, <clears throat> the the whole deal is involved in your enjoyment. Is that, is that right? Or sometimes I think no. for thrifting, I like bargaining for, and I know Daniel's a little bit different to this because he's a, he's a bargain finder in all things. And I'm excited to hear about Daniel's thoughts. But I, I just want things to be done and be good. I'm like, I want the best. I want to find it fast. But I also want it to not be that. I don't want to break the bank. But I'm like, but that's the terrible thing. So that's why sometimes I reach indecision. And then, I, and then I'm like, I have anxiety about making decisions because I can't just spend the money and feel that hit of dopamine. <laughs> This, yeah, this is, uh, I very much identify with this problem too much. So, um, you know, it, I, I don't know to what extent you're allowed to spend money through work, but I, I think that that's a nice way to discharge some of the energy is when it's not your money. Um, spending money is a little less anxiety provoking and you get some of the same, like when I go to my chiropractor, um, my employer will reimburse me for that charge, but I put it on my credit card and then there it goes. And I have, you know, like you said, it's sort of a tiny outing and, um, and, you know, and it's like doing something nice for yourself, but I don't have to worry about what it costs so much because they're just going to send me a check. Um, the yeah. phrase tiny outing is my <laughs> favorite. I like that. Exact is exactly what it is. Like I love a tiny outing. It it has a it's like a it's like a small story. Like I went to the store, I I I did I got something. I came home and now I have it. <laughs> it's just anyway. The other thing I wanted to say is, um, I did have a lot of thrill when we were still doing events at my job and like, yeah, there's just big budget things. You just gotta like. I love like buying stuff, checking it off the list. Um, I We had a gift that we needed to, to take care of this year for a, a bunch of people. And I researched like what the best version of the gift was. And I like found all the, 
the dollar amounts and like how long it was going to ship from where and da, da, da. and it was like to me i was like oh it was so exciting <laughs> and uh i i wonder what it's like because this feels something that's intrinsic inside of me and i i can't tell if it's tied to the tiny outing or if it is legitimately hooked to money i'm sure it's just intrinsically linked <laughs> As an old man, uh, I am incredibly <laughs> frugal and slash cheap. And so I'm really having a hard time connecting with this. Um, oh. I, I love listening to you and Daniel um, talk about this, but I, I hate spending, not hate spending money. Um, I love avoiding spending money um, and being oh. being cheap and like making something myself or jury rigging something instead of buying the actual thing. Um, so th I, it's interesting. I, I don't want to like, I don't want to talk about that, but just the thrill of spending money. I, I don't, yeah, I, don't, I can't connect with that. It, I, I just will say that it's interesting because the idea of making something in order to avoid spending money to me is the, I don't understand. Like, like not, <laughs> not because I think it's a bad idea, but to me, I'm like, Oh, a project that I got to get some stuff to do my project. <laughs> like, yeah. Framing it as like, same. I got to get the thing. Yeah, same You're the same thing, Daniel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Projects cost way more money than just buying the thing pre-made. Exactly. No, I changed my own oil on my car and it's cheaper. And I like feel like I pulled one over on big oil. Like I got no way. My... You lost yeah. time. Time is money, baby. <laughs> time is money. Yeah. That's fair. That's also true. That's a, that's a service. I mean, I will say oh, that yeah. I cut my own hair. I don't know if you can tell. But... Oh no, it looks good. <laughs> says, oh yeah. Um, <laughs> I think it looks my good. Own hair for a few months now, since um, since a, a little um, scare with my. You know, with the whole COVID thing, but also particularly <laughs> with my hairdresser. Um, so, and that, yeah, I get like a little bit of a thrill out of that, but um, more for me, it's buying the thing, but getting an absurdly good deal on it. Mm. So it's sort of a bit of both. I, I want to get better at that because... I want to get, and I've been, so here's something else that's embarrassing. I spend too much time on like the strategist because I'm like, you know, there's lots of like, um, uh, it's not like consumer reports. It's not kind of like, here's the optics on XYZ items. It's like, here's some really stylish stuff that's affordable. And I'm like, do I need it? No, but I'll look at it. And then there's some months that it's like, here's what our editors bought in July. And I'm like, what did they buy in July? <laughs> and there's this adorable, like, fleecy, like, little, like, jacket I got to, like, wear during my Zoom meetings during the winter. That I'm like, I never would have known this. Like, in some ways, like, recommending um, just, like, little pleasures, like, tiny outings and little pleasures. Um, <laughs> me i never it's like i never would have known this band i never would have known about this band tiny like like zoom fleece <laughs> i never would have known about it if i didn't read this stupid article about this and then the oak okay, and then the other thing is i also am you know very aware that things the quality of things that you i bought like i have a certain like 
issues with like I like don't like buying furniture that's like particle board like not because I think it's like I will gladly like pick one up off the street I'm like this table looks fine great but if I'm gonna go buy something I like really want it to be something that would take a long time to like burn if it was on fire <laughs> 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 like and I'm like okay so that's the kind of deals I do where I'm like what is something old and abandoned that I can go scoop up yeah. for like a reasonable price whereas I know if it was brand new and made and that goes for like clothes all this stuff I'm like that's why I'm thrifting excites me. Yeah. Where was it made? How much does it cost and how long will it burn? <laughs> Those th- if if we're on the same page you could make a deal today shopkeeper. If it burns for a good long time, Casey's buying. Are you identifying, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely. No, I love this idea of the um, the the like the high quality, the like the heirloom piece. You know, like this. Let the let this be the last one of these that I buy. I mean, I think that is is a nice counterweight to the to the shopping obsession, um, which. It, for me, it's it's almost painful. I actually talk to my therapist about shopping quite a bit um, because it's this moment of like, I have to, oh, I over-research almost everything down the little things to the, to the really big things. And um, what kind of keeps me sane a little bit is that I try to make some of them like the last one I'll ever have to get yes. or at least for like 10, 15, 20 years. Yes. Like ending to the decisions, like be like no more of this decision. Yeah. Like a down comforter. I spent way too much on one a couple winters ago, but they last 30 years. It's amazing. Wow. It's amazing. Years. I mean, like that's just like, it doesn't, almost doesn't matter how much it costs when you amortize it or whatever right i mean it's just it's like such a good feeling to just be done with that decision it's like you'll probably be with that comforter longer than with a spouse it's true probably god willing yeah, yeah. that is so that i love that so much <laughs> <laughs> well the thing you know the pain you're describing that is something that and i'm i like try to like offload it onto others like that's why i'm like so into the recommendations of not that like not in the kind of like amazon if you buy this you should also get this kind of recommendations like in the and honestly like not too much in the reviews i will say i've gotten more into looking at reviews because it helps me identify good quality things as opposed to poor quality things um but i really love somebody being like i stand by this and me being like i would love to trust you right now and just <laughs> and just spend my money like a preferred vendors list like let me die and go to heaven like thank thank you for doing this work for me god bless you <laughs> they filtered it right down and i do love i love meeting yeah, the person that I'm buying the thing from. Oh, that that's they made nice. it. Yeah. The that's... the person who grew it or the person who made it or the per yeah. And Daniel, the the like heirloom quality stuff, it it I think a lot about it like generationally of like, well, what have my parents like, you know, maybe uh, you know, given to me? And like, is there can I think like generationally with my kids um and find something really, really nice that they would appreciate in 30 or 40 or 50 years 
there's some really beautiful stuff and I, I, I will stop talking about this uh, because I mean, we've been, we were in the thick of it, but, uh, or I think we were, in, we're in the thick of it and we're coming to a close, but there was this really, um, there was this website that was called twisted sifter. That was like really into like right post cranky phase. Um, and this is D Snyder's follow-up to after he was a radio DJ. No, 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 no. Um, I, it twisted was thifter, uh, twisted a... sifter. Oh, so so it it was kind of um it just captured cool photos and kind of like image um co collections and stuff um and there was one that was it was called uh people taking pictures of the things like the five things you'd grab like if there was a fire and like I li I'm not kidding about this fire stuff like um and they they <laughs> took like pictures of like a camera or like a guitar and like a pair a nice pair of shoes and it's like there are just some things like i i really do aim to in some ways like know what my five things are like and if i'm gonna buy stuff like always striving for it to be that like if i if i can if i can, if it can be something like the down comforter that i could never buy again like just have it just be good just have and not break the bank, but you know. Anywho, the uh, uh, oh no, I had one other thing to say, and I lost it. Daniel, besides your pill bottle uh, and pill distributor, what what else would you grab uh, in your in your five things? Yeah. <laughs> oh wow, that's a really hard question. Um. Jeez, I don't know. I mean, the, the phone, obviously, um, and a fire. Nothing, nothing, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I would grab my really risking your life for. That's yeah. True. I would grab my Lake Wobegon tapes. Um, I don't know. I would, <laughs> I would grab my uh, Asper cream. Um, oh, no. It's old. I'd grab man. my. <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly there's pets and people to worry about daniel's right i mean there are some things you know that come to mind as i get older they get they change but uh it's interesting it's very interesting i love that you both are so conscious about what you buy you know because i think that's a thing that oftentimes happens people just are maybe not verging on like a pathological or a a really like mental illness related um, manifestation of like shopaholic, um, whatever the medical term for that is, but like that you're both so thoughtful about what you consume. Um, maybe it's really redeeming. Or maybe really the nice. the way to think about it is like we're obsessed with it. Yeah, not addicted in some ways. Because yeah, interesting. All right, y'all. Well, sorry, just to hear you both talk about it. You're like really engaged in the process of like, you know, not throwing money around or, you know, that everything has meaning and there's a, the process to acquiring it is very conscious and very thoughtful as someone who's cheap as shit. I'm like, well, that's, <laughs> I'm really, I appreciate that. Maybe that's, that's the next podcast uh, idea. I'm cheap as shit. 
Well, just a shop, just a, a just deep discussions of shopping and strategies and and the I don't know the cultural and historical implications of it. Daniel, I would buy, I would pay to listen to you talk about how you find deals, legitimately. Um. <laughs> or just or just hot deals. You just call it hot deals. Hot deals, hot deals, Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think. I think it's time to be bringing home Daniel. Um, we want to know what your big worry is. All right. Well, thank you for uh, allowing me to share my big worry. So this worry is um, that I am almost not at all on the social media platforms. Um, I won't say I'm totally off i'm not the i'm not the guy who's like oh i deleted my facebook in like 2007 um because i never had the balls to do that but um but if you post something lovely on facebook i almost certainly won't see it um and same goes with instagram and your twitter is very funny i'm sure but i probably won't see that either uh, um and i feel i feel a little bad about it um the, the reason that I worry about it is that I think, um, especially in a in such an isolating year, I still didn't go on any of them, um, and that I you know I kind of worry like what does it uh, am I missing something am I missing like potential social connections do people forget that I exist because they don't see what I made for dinner on a Saturday night. <laughs> uh, um, so, uh, you know, and then I, I just wonder, am, am I, uh, you know, my, my, our French thing, am I, uh, am, am just, or, I don't know what, what I'm missing. Whew. This just brought me so many feelings. Like both of, I, it, I, it brought envy and then true, like there is like a that that is the thing that keeps me there is that fear and i don't know i i don't know i well, let me tell you let me tell you it's real i mean did did you, i'm surprised you guys remember i existed and invited <laughs> me to the show because a lot of people forget oh, i don't i i never forget you i i yeah, I, I don't engage on social media really at all, which is a problem when you're a performer and you have things you want to promote and get out there, um, as I as I learn over and over again, because I do not engage super um, uh, intently at all. And for me, it's there are two reasons. One is like I don't go on there because, Daniel, you alluded to this, like I, I don't want to see the trivial and like it's filled with what I consider trivial and I just don't give a shit. Like, but it's also filled every once in a while with something important and something impactful and something that I, I am struck by. Um, but I don't know. I'm often like, I can't be bothered or I have other priorities besides sifting through the trivial and the actually significant. Um, and the second is like, I'm worried that I, this was from when I was in like, college and early professional life that I would post something or say something or comment on something and just be say something really stupid or something that was construed in a yeah. insensitive or offensive way 
um, and that I was just like, oh, that means I'm just not going to engage at all because I'm scared of it. Interesting. You know, part. So I'm on there a lot. I'm on there too much. Um, <laughs> and Daniel, you know, what's funny is like you're you're like, am I missing anything? And like I here's here's what I'm going to say. I feel like, yes, you are missing stuff. But at the same time, I'm like, but I'm missing what you're doing. Like, it's more like this idea. I feel like all of a sudden there's like this, you've just really draw illustrated for me this like duality of like people, people's experiences of like, not that just that there is, there's a lazy, like, not that it's lazy, but there is a convenience to having this thing, this kind of like constant conversation, but now I'm I'm like wondering what like what are you doing what are you doing what are you doing? <laughs> well, yeah, no, that's a really good question. So the first thing I'll say is that Kevin's two reasons are definitely two of my reasons. The third one is that I don't want to know what's going on in a lot of people's lives. Not everybody, but the, but I would say most people. I don't want to know. And I'm punished. I, you know, I'm punished. I, I went on, um, I was talking to some guy and he asked if I had an Instagram. I was like, technically, yeah. I mean, I used to post like two or three times a year, just something like completely absurd. And um, and they're still there and they're still kind of funny, I think. But you've got to read the comment or the photo. The, anyway, yeah. so I, I went on just to like sort of confirm like, is, is that my Instagram handle? And, you know, and I discovered just things I didn't want to know. I mean, it just was like this guy I'd been dating, like, was engaged. I mean, mm -hmm. it, and then like to someone he'd known for like six weeks. And I just was like, I, that just makes me feel gross on every level. And I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't gone onto Instagram. And so it's like stuff like that, where that's, that's the reason on top of, yes, I don't really care about your your food or your pet or whatever no offense uh but but some of it is like i don't want to see it i don't want to compare myself to other people's lives and especially not exes and i have a lot of them casey i love that book that you offered because yeah. it talks about like cultivating a rich like offline life and mm -hmm. not being fooled into thinking that like you know th that it has to be like a like that, that your self-worth and your like quality of life, the fullness of your life is defined digitally in that digital space. Um, but rather like a, a combination and, you know, making sure that you are thinking about your disconnected life in a really active way, as opposed to thinking of how your active real life can be displayed and curated online. Um, yeah. which again, I'm like, I, it doesn't interest me in the least. So I'm like, eh, I'm, I'm, I feel happy that I can just think about it and it, at your recommendation, how to do nothing, read about it. You know, this idea of, uh, convenience versus intentionality, I think is like the, the, mm -hmm. the, the long road where, you know, social media takes us, you know, like the for the long, the, the further away from social media you are, the more, I feel like the more intentional your life is because there is, there isn't kind of this like passive um, experience of connection as opposed to with a farther away from social media experience, 
you can really specifically cultivate like what who you're talking to what you're doing what you choose to read um you know who who's stupid shit that you happen to experience um and then all of a sudden like your time fills up you get more time and then your time fills up more in different ways and it's hard to it's when you're in it it's hard, i don't know daniel it's i really feel like you're very I don't want to be like you're lucky. Like I'm, I'm, I'm happy for you that this is your worry, but at the same time, it's just scary. It's just scary because it's like both sides suck. They do because you want to feel connected. Yeah. No, I think that's right, and it's it's definitely not that I take all that time that I'm saving and spend it on things that are enlightening and, and productive and joy-filled. I mean, there might be a little bit of that here and there, but um, but I, I wish I could say that. I mean, and, and I do, like, I, I think this is maybe a slightly better way of doing it. I mean, I still need, like, that daily social interaction, of course, but I text people. And, and so there's, yes. I have like a smaller, there's people that I text like every day and sometimes they sort of rotate. Like you could look back at my phone. It's like, oh, wow. Like I used to text with that person like a lot and that kind of faded. But, um, but yeah, there's like a few people that through the week, like I text with quite a bit and that probably fulfills some of the need, but, it, and in some ways that's nice because it's more intentional. It's like, I know they're choosing to respond to me when I write something funny. It's not like to impress like 300 people. It's just like, I'm writing it to that person. Yes. If it's a really good text, I'll send it to a couple people, but mostly it's for one person. And, <laughs> but then, the, you know, the downside of that is if it's a, it's a smaller, you know, I don't get like lots of different people's input on something. Um, if, if, if that's a thing you get on, facebook i don't know there's a value to like I, I think that people will call it like hive mind you know what i mean of like hey hive mind like what's where what up you know what optometrist should i go to i just right. moved to xyz place or you know yeah. i hate my i don't know elementary school like where should I, think? I you know there is i feel like there is some benefit and then but then it's like who's seeing it whose recommendations are you getting it's like do you yeah. Like, is this just kind of like the the cattle of people? You're like just curious about what they think, and then ultimately, like you're gonna text your mom, and she'll be like, you know, right, Daniel. I'm I'm like a hundred percent with you on the text connection. Um, I, I like the the some of the group threads, uh, the thread with my siblings. Like, I feel in that in that venue on that platform of just like a text chain uh it is it's like such a great conversation um and i know that that probably i could engage with that on instagram or facebook or in in some level but god it's like it feels so wonderful to have like a great text message run with like my buddies from college uh, you know and I, I do feel incredibly close to them um in that in that space no i i think i guess the other part of it is like I would have to really rethink who I was following. I know they're all the platforms are different and they serve different purposes and all that, but I would, you know, I mean, I, I actually looked, so I have to go on Facebook once in a while for work. And this morning I was trying to 
promote an event to a page and I and that just blows my mind how to try to do that stuff but I think I figured it out <laughs> anyway but I was going through it was like do you want to like suggest people like the page and I was like oh boy so then I started scrolling through my friends and there's like you know not to brag but there's like I have like a bunch of Facebook friends somehow like 600 I don't know how many like a bunch probably less than people who use Facebook a lot, but like more than I remembered. <laughs> and, and I'm kind of scrolling through and even just seeing like a three centimeter photo and a name was like emotionally way more than I could handle at work. Like it just, you know, just people from like, oh God, that, who is that? Oh, wow. Oh yeah, that guy. You know, it's just like going back to like, <laughs> whatever it's like 20 years however long it's been i mean 18 15 years i don't know it was college it's, it's been a while oh god yeah mm. you're right facebook is now really old so it's just it's just kind of a lot but i guess if i were going to engage more i'd have to be more thoughtful about like who do i want to engage with and like i'd have to start following like because i know people like it's some of those are not just social right like twitter you're also getting like people in the zeitgeist like thought leaders and whatever journalists and all kinds of stuff and i'm like i have to do a lot of research to figure out like who the hell i don't know it's just too much at this point i feel i feel that crushing feeling too and i even being in it you know of like oh i need to really rethink this and then it's like yeah it just kind of feels like a freaking room that you throw all your junk in like you know, like a room that no one looks in in your house or something, or like some yeah. Back I'm, here, I'm in here. <laughs> I'm in that room. Um, but just like it does, kind of feel like this like untenable thing in some ways. It, the only thing that I've found remotely valuable in this past year is, you know, in some ways having a more wide variety of life experiences on my feed like just and I'm like trying to kind of like and now I'm like oh well what if you had like more meaningful like a more like rich and meaningful relationship with a more diverse group of people like in text conversation or like you know you know what I'm saying like yeah. and I'm just like oh you're right oh my god it's so passive yeah. everything is so passive so Daniel I, you sharing this worry is making me be making me want to be more intentional with how I share my news with the people I care about, how I share my, the things that I feel like are important with the people I care about. Um, because it's an evil, evil place, the social needs and, uh, you shouldn't feel like you have to be there because it's insane that everyone's there. Thank you. Well, that's, that's, I mean, that's, that's a nice takeaway. I, I, I'm not sure that I'm right. You know, I, I, in the sort of not being there, I, I think there's certain ways that it's, um, it's kind of an easy way out to just avoid social interaction in, in some ways, but, um, you know, and if I really like, I, I could experiment. I really haven't in a very long time with Facebook. Um, like I could try it for a month and see if it just makes me feel terrible about myself, which I, I guess it probably would, but maybe it wouldn't. 
I, I share all of your apprehensions and hesitations. And and I also am like a dad who's got two kids who are already on they're you know, they're not on TikTok or um Facebook yet, but they're on like games where they're chatting with people and um they're already in the space that I'm like, oh, I feel so uneasy about how I interact in this space and like to help and have to guide children through it. Oh, it's freaking yeah, real anxiety inducing. Don't envy that. You know, Daniel, something that was coming into my mind was um, oh gosh, the last thing that you said. There's gonna be a lot of edits of me being like, what was I gonna say? <laughs> um <laughs> but you were saying you don't think you're right. Well, I was saying, I, you know, I could take the, I could try it. Oh. it. It's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna be the death of me to, to give it a shot and just see how it feels. Right. I, I remember what you said that made me be like, oh, like this idea that like, it, it, it's this reckoning of like feeling like you're judging yourself and like having to deal with like feelings that like, you know, truthfully, if you never saw XYZ person, like there are some people like I'm a Facebook blocker. I've blocked some people on Facebook. I'm like, I don't want to see these people because it's too upsetting. Now, later, I probably could see them on Facebook and I'd be okay. But kind of having that constant weird open wound vibe where it's like, I would like this to be closed. Um, I I totally understand that. And like, um, there is some pretty deep, feelings that can come from that kind of um both i think the self-judgment but also the kind of like dredging shit up is not fun it's not good facebook's great for that (laughs) i think daniel just stick with the tiny pleasures uh tiny outings and little pleasures no no need (laughs) no need to go on the facebook just tiny outings we gotta make a, a social media that's just like you going on. It's basically like a video game of just like going, going to get a coffee or like uh, pretending to buy something. How's that sound for social media? Pretending that you're shopping. Oh my god! I would I would follow that Instagram. <laughs> you guys, I think that we did it. Great worries this week. I love yeah. that. Another one. Great worries. Great worries, guys. We really good job, team. We did it. Thank you guys so much. This was lovely. And I do feel very it's really it does feel really meaningful to connect uh with you, Daniel, in this form. And um yeah, this is just really nice. I agree. We've never let me know out. if you if you need me back. <laughs> forget we've never forget forgotten you. thank you mm-hmm. well thank you tell people you know just maybe maybe do a facebook post on my behalf says, tag. did you know daniel davidson is still here spotted <laughs> hey, do you guys remember daniel davidson's still a thing he's still a thing <laughs> oh my god speaking of it's yeah. a thing um daniel yeah. we're gonna recommend something good to each other but i you're still gonna be here with us so if you have anything you want to recommend as well as part of this please do and then we're gonna have you 
tell the people uh, where they could find you on social media if you wanted to go. Um, of course. Or just like, I don't know, at whatever you want. Um, direct them yeah. to yeah. Um, some, some sort of plug. Um, all right, here we go. I'll go first. So on this podcast, and Daniel, you've been spared, but Kevin and I basically constantly talk about sports all the time. Um, And that is not the only connection that Kevin and I have. We were both jocks that then went to college for theater, which I'm sure some people can assume about me, but maybe didn't assume about Kevin. (laughs) Um, I think my face and my hands might give it away. Um, But... but, uh, so I wanted to make kind of a theatery um, recommendation. Oh yes, you, you had been talking about on the other episodes about how you love like bold, big voiced singers, female leads, and yes. I was like, okay, well, I'm gonna give you a little filmed version of August Wilson's Ma Rainey's Black Bottom to watch. Ooh, yes. Um, this was directed by George C. Wolf, who is a theater director. I don't know how much, I'm sure he's done movies too, but musicals is what you think he wrote mm. musicals. So it's very theatrical. It feels like a, you know, when you see a filmed play and it's like, it's very static. This still has like the luck, the luxurious like design of a play, but it also has like the filmed, like the movement of a film. Kevin, you're going to love it. Awesome. Oh, I love it. it. Um, I look forward to watching it. Um, oh, then I've, I've seen that. Uh, not, I'm not, uh, you've watched it already. I haven't watched it, but I've, I've seen it on my, uh, main screen there. Um, awesome. I will watch it. Um, because I trust your recommendations. They have all been fantastic. Um, mine is, uh, eating related. I eat, uh, an apple a day. And usually two and sometimes three apples a day. I love apples. I eat a, I eat a, many of them. Uh, summer and fall, I will eat two to three apples a day. Um, I discovered an envy apple. Have, have you? Well, first, do you like apples, Casey, or are you a? I do like apples. I should eat them more. Daniel, are you an apple fan? Do not like them. Really? Yeah. I'll eat one, but it's it's more out of obligation. Oh. <laughs> obligation. I like this. Is we are this a, like a new apple? We, um, it's new to me, certainly. And I, I think they do come up with like new varietals of apples pretty regularly. Um, one of my favorite, like kind of underground, I don't know, it's an underground apple, but lesser known apple is a jazz apple. You ever heard of a jazz apple? Oh my God! It's as smooth as it sounds. It is so holy cow. And an envy apple. I've never had one, and I have been eating the cookies out of them. Like I just eat envy apples like crazy. All right, um, I gotta ask you. Yeah. Um, t- t- talk to me about the like the general nature of this apple, like. If you crisp. could say, uh, crisp. That's that's what Very... I was asking for. That's all I need to know. Is it crisp? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, no. thank you. I just, I am a... I'm like, I'm not gonna eat it if it's not crisp. No, no, no. I'm a, I'm a crisp. Uh, yeah, all, all the way. Amelia this... shit doesn't go over well in this house. No, oh, not, not for me either. Um, those I will eat ab- out of obligation, but at the other end of the spectrum, 
the really crisp. I'm not tart. You'll enthusiastically like, consent to a oh my God. apple. Okay. A hundred percent. Yeah. Golden delicious. And um, yeah, the, the jazz are incredible. And um, this new apple, an envy apple. I'll drop some off um, because they're at the stop and shop in Glastonbury near the boathouse. So I have been buying a ton of them. I'll drop one or two off and put it in the fridge for a couple hours and then delight abounds. This is wild. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get free apples. Daniel, it's we're throwing it to you. Well, I feel like I sh I feel like I should recommend um some like deal websites. Sure. I, I mean so if you want like garbage, mostly garbage and um and headphones um like if you need like a new pair of headphones two or three times a week i would recommend slickdeals.net um this one is gonna give you mostly headphone deals and like price mistakes on amazon so you could get like a like a lot of like tiny bags of potato chips for the same price that you would pay for like one normal size bag of potato chips you'll get like 40 little bags and they'll show up at your house um, strange. It's just strange, and a, and mostly a waste of time. But I've but I've gotten some I've gotten some good things on there. That's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. If, if you if you want to go full couponing, I got stuff for that too. But I think I'm really gonna gonna make it so I will never get I will never get a date in my whole life if I go into the couponing. But um, well, I but appreciate yeah. it. You are the master, and I. Uh, we will we learn from the best so slickdeals.net can't wait to buy so many potato chips <laughs> and i can't wait to buy garbage <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you guys this has been amazing daniel thank you so, so much for Thanks. taking the time to talk to us and right. um and thank you everyone for listening and this has been really fun thank you i i look i really want my my virtual background to just crumble right now. <laughs> I, I you, will work on you the to see the, like, the matrix that's behind it. Nothing is real. All of our shit crumbles to the ground. We'll yes. add that in post. Don't yeah. worry about it. Yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Daniel. Casey, amazing to see you. And you thank you to all our listeners. Bye, y'all. Thanks so much.